Michelle Shietta, and welcome to another episode of Life on Your Terms. Today, I am interviewing Jessica Koch. She is a passionate speaker, sales and marketing trainer, and LinkedIn consultant who is transforming lives globally using social media. She helps entrepreneurs identify who desperately needs their solutions, and she helps find them. But you would never guess that prior to launching her business, Jessica was literally hiding from social media, determined to never put herself out there in the business world again. She was fearfully denying her passion and her purpose. She calls it her Jonah and the whale period of her life. What caused her to retreat? And how did she find her way back to shore, embrace her gifts of helping others succeed, and discover true joy in the process? Take a listen as we walk through the 7L framework, and Jessica shares lessons and learnings we can all apply to our own lives. So let's get started. Jessica, good morning. Welcome to the show. I am so absolutely thrilled to have you with me here today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. This um, this has been something on my calendar I've been actually looking forward to. There's lots of those things, but this has been a big one. <laughs> Wonderful. I know. I wish that people could actually see us right now. And I just want to share for the audience, um, you know, just a, a little bit how we met at a conference uh, this past summer at a, at a women's summit. And I think I may have shared with you, you know, there's always a couple people when you're in a, in a very large group. You meet a lot of people and there's a couple, maybe if you're lucky, that just really stand out that you say to yourself, I need to file that that person away. She just touched me in a, in a certain way. And your energy, uh, two things really struck me, your energy, your passion. Actually, I guess I'll say three. And I don't. I know I don't know you that well yet, but I also truly believe you have a really big heart. Is that true? You know, that is... Um that means a lot to me for you to say that I have a lot of respect for your journey and what I learned about you when, I, when you spoke. And, um, so, uh, I'm very grateful for, for your kind words. Uh, I, you know, it's hard to say if you want to remain humble. Yeah, I have a, I have a big heart. <laughs> I would say that one of my focuses is to make sure everything I do and touch touches a cause greater than myself. And with my sales and marketing and consulting, I try to guide my clients and encourage them um, strongly to do what I call cause marketing and everything that they touch and, and all the ways they're reaching out to the community to share their services, their product, um, and their gifts to make sure that they're touching something greater than themselves, whatever it is that they're passionate about. So I, I guess maybe that would qualify me for a big heart. Most definitely, Jessica. And that's a perfect segue. So give, give, you just touched on it a little bit about the sales and marketing, but give me a little bit of more background about share what it is that you do now. Um, what is the focus of your work specifically? So, um, I have been in sales and marketing for longer years than I'd like to say. I always say I'm not worried about aging gracefully because I'm 45 and fabulous. But uh, it's actually approaching 25 years. So it sort of <laughs> makes me sound incredibly old. I literally did start uh, in high school and began learning uh, the sales and marketing process. And very quickly after that, I went to a radio station and a marketing firm, and I managed sales teams across the country, and I spoke across the country, and I did government sales, I did all these things. And that kind of led me to, with just 
really just about a year, maybe a year and a half that I've, I've uh, birthed this, my little consulting firm, and I am supporting and working with clients from California to Colorado, and I help them with their sales and marketing process, their strategy, their pipeline, their onboarding, their automation, their sales managers. There's a very, it's a whole, sales and marketing is a really big piece of the company, and truly kind of without it, I, there's not, not much of a company. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. If you don't, if you don't the, the, I always heard the two, the two key things you absolutely have to have and to be successful in the business are um, a good quality service or product and then a stellar marketing plan because it, you could have the best kept secret in the world, but it's just that if it doesn't have a good marketing plan uh, connected to it. So. It's so true. And it's one of the major reasons why businesses fail. That may be a great idea. Um, they may have great skill set, but if nobody knows, then it's sort of like the tree falling in the forest, right? Then did, did it actually make a sound? So, so, so let's talk a little bit. I know we're going to get into some juicy things here too. So there was, so you've been in sales and marketing for a long time. Um, but in, like you said, the last year and a half, something sort of called to you just a little bit of a, a shift, I guess, to maybe start your consulting piece. Um, yeah, there was, there was no call. There was a scream and I did my best to plug my ears. Okay. So your seven levels, your, all your L's, my listening one was I had my ear fingers in my ears and I was going, la, 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 la. <laughs> And I think I okay, and that is an amazing point. This is this is where I really want to dive deep, you know. And as a clinical psychologist, you know, I'm I'm like salivating because I find this so so fascinating, and I want the listeners to hear as well. So I do. I talk about my seven L framework. The first L is listening, and we we often hear when we are in touch. We and I call it your inner compass. Some people call it your inner voice or your soul. That thing that like when we are in those moments. We hear, feel these little nudges or calling. Okay, so you were being basically yelled at and you didn't want to hear. And so let's break it down a little bit. So what were you hearing? What was, what was actually calling to you? And then we'll get to the why were your fingers in your ears. But first, tell us what were you kind of hearing? Well, I... A lot, for a long time, I knew my gift, my gift, my gift. So I, I can't carry a note, although I love to sing. And so if you ever hear me sing, I apologize. And I, I don't have the supermodel figure, but my gift genuinely is, um, for whatever reason, I am able to pull together in my mind how I can really launch someone's business where, from wherever they are. And I can make the matrix and the formula and work it backwards to get it down to the nitty gritty of what they have to do per day in order to reach their end of the year goal. Like I have this gift. Um, and I just never knew what exactly to do with it. I always uh, worked for, I was a business development or sales manager or for someone else. I made literally, there are several companies that I helped make millions. Um, from my sales process and a lot of that because it was fortune 500s or government sales. It wasn't, I mean, it really wasn't hard or off the mark to get to those numbers. Right. Right. I mean, that's amazing. And the fact that you, so you kind of knew you had this gift, but okay. So how do, what do I, where do I go with it was, and then you heard something kind of directing. Yeah. What, or how I would do something for myself with it. 
And I know it's sort of the chicken or the egg. I know you asked me the why did I have my fingers here? You're going to ask me later. However, the reason is I, so I, after being with the company for many, many years, um, the partners bought each other out and I kind of was left out of the equation after growing this to really genuinely a national entity. And, and that's okay because there was a lot of good things I got from the, that. And I'm kind of an easygoing person. And so looked for my next venture. And, and I'm very prayerful and spiritual. My compass is, for me, the Holy Spirit. And I had a lot of peace for these next three places in a row that I went. And 15 years is where I, how I spent the last time. So I'm not a hopper. I, don't, I, don't, I like to yeah. dive in, give my blood, sweat, and tears, and become a part of the organization. And so three times in a row... Uh, uh, Unfortunately, the leaders didn't stay committed to the original agreements. That's as, you know, that's as professionally kind as I can say it. And I was, after that, uh, just a little bit, um, lost a little bit of faith in, in, in humanity. And I was bruised and injured. And I needed, uh, I marketed my husband. He has his own company as well. I put him back out there because I had, he had um, been in quasi-retirement for a while. I had been the, the key um, provider in our family with our seven children. And so I put Okay, can we just pause on that for a second? Seven. <laughs> I want people to hear. So you, you, you were running, you know, working hard and then now doing what you're doing. But yes, seven children. Let's just note that. <laughs> Five girls, two boys, and my amazing active duty Army son. All my kids are amazing, but of course... You have to highlight when someone risks their life for the country. So, yes, um, not that they're all not great because my kids are going to listen, right? <laughs> and they're going to say, "Wait, what about me?" <laughs> of course, I, you, you've got it covered. You're a good. You're a good salesperson. You've got it covered there, Jessica. <laughs> so you were. I get it. You were feeling a little bruised. You've given yeah, your heart and soul. I, I describe this period as my Jonah period. So I was Jonah and the whale, and I decided to stay home with our seven-year-old, homeschool her put him back out there and we just um, adjusted everything. We didn't, you know, live the uh, extravagant lives. We tightened our belts a little and we made it work because, you know, we had some cushion. I was not unsuccessful in sales. So we had the, the comfort to be able to make that decision. And I decided really, I was so injured. I was never going to sell anything again. I was never going to work again. And then I got the call. <laughs> quite literally literally and figuratively right <laughs> yeah I got the call from the local chamber and they asked me multiple times to please come and teach this class on LinkedIn and you know my feeling was really I was hiding I was hiding on social media I was hiding away from company I had, I had gotten job offers when it was made known I was on the marketing I was graciously and humbly saying no thank you to everyone and just hiding and um, finally I said to them I said don't work for anyone. I don't want to work for anyone. I'm not a chamber member right now. I love chambers. I think they're amazing and hugely valuable for both the community and the business owner, but I'm not going to join the chamber right now, but I'll teach the class because one of my quotes for myself is I have two uh, Jessica Koch quotes. One is people matter most. And yeah. so I was doing it because people matter most and they obviously needed it, this class. And secondly, uh, my other, <laughs> my other quote is because I have I raised all those children and when I, they were all teenagers, I had six teenagers pretty much at the same time. Mm. And so my quote was now is later sooner. Cause I would always ask them to do something and they'd say, I'll do it later. Mom. <laughs> now is later sooner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Later is now. <laughs> I love it. 
this is the later we are discussing. <laughs> so you, you, so you were bruised and hiding and just, I've given everything and I just, just don't, I, I don't want to go back into the, the pool and, but this was a way to put your toe kind of safe, fine. You guys asked me. No, I still had no desire to do anything but teach the class. Yeah. I got up there, I taught the class and I have to tell you this burning light of joy inside me bursted as I watched their faces and their energy and their, and to my surprise, they didn't know this stuff. I'm thinking, I'm going to get up here. I'm going to teach it. And they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, we know. And I'm done. Right. And I'm out of here. They, I, I just, sometimes I guess when you're so focused on an industry and I'm always like starving and ingesting anything I can get on marketing or sales or the psychology of a human being and what moves into action and what do we, you know, how do I make, this win-win that happened to them so that we actually close on it, you know, sign hard, press yeah. hard copies, you know, sign here. Right. And I think we forget <laughs> these were your gifts and we forget, we think we know something. So everybody else must yeah. know the same and thing. To see how excited they were about it, how much they needed the information and have them come up to me afterwards, asking me to consult them one on one or work for the company or do this. And of course I kindly and graciously said no. And I still had absolutely no desire to run a business because it was frightening. It's scary. The idea of the accounting and the taxes and the, uh, what, you know, and having to peddle yourself and like none of these things were attractive to me. <laughs> so for six months, I, uh, shared my, my love because I love people and all my knowledge for free. <laughs> yeah. So anyone listening, I'm sorry, you missed that boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, when you're doing that for free, it's like, well, you can't really fail, right? Because it's like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm being nice. And sometimes we do those things. It keeps, it's, it can be a way to keep us safe too. Yeah. It was. And finally my husband and a few other people looked at me and shook their head who loved me and said, okay, look, we know you're nice. You can still do a few volunteer things that, a year, but it's time to register a business. Let's go put, pull up your big girl pants and let, let's get on to the party. So, and it has been, I have to tell you, as soon as I said yes and stopped fighting, um, God's plan for me, uh, uh, so many of the things that speak to my heart, uh, opened up with my company. So it's not a, just about, me helping you peddle your product. I'm helping people get their passion and their light into the world through social media in a way that it can impact the globe and not just their immediate community. I am helping. I, I've been, I was able and gifted to be, I was gifted the honor to be able to give a class for the nonprofit alliance in our region to help these nonprofits share their story and find donors and philanthropists to support their cause and I'm doing, uh, coming up, I'm doing a, a class to support um, End Hunger in Calvert County. And I've already talked to Farming for Hunger. And I've done, I'm getting ready to teach another class for the College of Southern Maryland again to support the nonprofit arm of the college. Uh, and I did uh, some, some workshops and things to sponsor the scholarship program for the College of Southern Maryland. So I'm getting a chance. I'm doing work for workforce development to help people find jobs specifically for cybersecurity, educated people in bioscience who need to find uh, their their career. They have all these skills and knowledge and, and their families and they're underemployed. They're not doing what they're educated to do. So I'm getting a chance uh, through Anne Arundel County government and a grant program um, to do what makes my heart sing. 
Well, and you know, it's, it's amazing as I listen to you, Jessica. So you've touched on the first L. So you, you listened. Yes, you pushed. Well, and that, and, and the second L, which it, I refer to as love. And that's, that's living in alignment with your passions, your purpose and your values. And you just wrapped all of that up. I mean, your values are about helping people. You said that's your, your bigger, your big mission, um, your passions for, your gifts. I mean, you're using those. So you, it, it's amazing when we are in alignment with our purpose, our passions and, about, and our values, things just start to unfold. And it's amazing what you said to me that you, you had to come to this, um, I don't want to say hit rock bottom, but this place where you, you said you were bruised. And so many of the people that I've interviewed, I don't know if that's, you know, divine intervention, if that, what that is, that sometimes um, sometimes that's the only way we make those, those big leaps is when we're kind of just raw and saying, you know what, I don't know where to go from here. And we're just pausing and still, and then things start to come to us. I just find it a fascinating dynamic. And then you worked through the third layer is barriers. So it sounds like you, obviously you got back up, you worked through some of those, uh, maybe fears or painful things in your, in your head. I mean, do you, is, can you say a little bit more about that third L of barriers of what you, what it was like to kind of move through that to actually get to the fourth L, which is leap and, and, and start that and make it a business and say, okay, I'm, I'm back. I mean, um, was it hard working through those or when you saw the joy on people's faces, did you just burst through the barriers? Uh, so I'd say I'm still, um, swallowing the hard pill of the back office accounting and trying to find the right person to help me with that and the taxes and all that jazz. But, um, I have had, uh, the economic development office, uh, when she has been an incredible support. And I have to tell you what really made me finally take the leap is I am a part of, and have been for many, many years, an amazing, um, group of women in multiple networking, uh, circles that are genuinely my tribe and my people, uh, people who would just drop anything and everything for me if I were in an hour of need. And, and be there at my side. So those people lovingly pinched and kicked me into, into yep. my business yep. and said, you, this is where you shine. You're every time we see you do anything. And every time you come and help us for free, you light up like a Christmas tree. And, um, mm. and that was true. And so I had to, uh, I had to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to say yes now. And I, and then once I did, I, I, I never want to say this because I'm always, so I took the word overwhelmed out of my vocabulary a few months ago. And so now every time I have that feeling in my, in my stomach or my chest or my gut, you know, when you feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many things to do, right? Mm. And so many things happening and, and all these things scheduled. And we were talking about that earlier. I have decided my new mantra meditation is that my cup is overflowing with joy and blessings, but my vessel is expanding, um, to meet that blessing, to, to hold all those gifts. So I just keep expanding my vessel. <laughs> oh my God. Just as you were saying that, I, that just gave me a sense of calm and I could, I could visualize what you're saying. And 
You just said two key things I want to uh, pause on for a second, which is it's so amazing and so important, our our mindset and, and the power of words by just shifting our words, we shift our energy. And I, I had a totally different experience when you use those two words, overwhelmed versus um, overflowing with gratitude and blessings and expanding vessel. That, that feels completely different. Yeah, it, it, and it does. It brings me calm because I can feel, I, I, I can feel that ability to be able to step up. And in that, when I meditate on that, in that expansion of my vessel, it's not just me carrying the uh, the joy of these blessings and and the expectations and the work that goes with them. Right? I can see. Uh, I've started to slowly grab, grow a team, so I have an assistant, and I have some virtual assistants, and I have some help in the different areas in my life so that I can, you know, be that superwoman us women have to be and have the house clean and the house decorated and, and support the charity and show up at the causes and, and send the gifts to the family there on the other side of the planet and, you know, all those things that you have to do. Um, that are all, I mean, these are all things that I'm blessed to do. So my vessel expands because I'm expanding um, my team and the number of hands. So my ability becomes greater and greater. And then we share that joy and those blessings with those people that we um, are able to bring in to give us support to meet. And it's almost giving yourself, you know, permission as well. And I want to dig deeper on, on something you just said here in a second, but I think it's really important to go back to what you said a minute ago about surrounding yourself, what helped you leap. You didn't just leap in the air by yourself. You had people surrounding you and pinched, push, pinched. Yeah. Of you get out there and do it because you're already succeeding. <laughs> That's right. what I was told. But the power, the, what's so important is who you're surrounding yourself with. And you know, one of my favorite quotes is, um, you know, you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. And it's so important to look at that. I mean, you know, you're, you're lucky. These people held up a mirror that said, look, these are your gifts. You can do this. You are doing this. So I think that's one just important takeaway from this interview is um, we don't leap by ourselves and we need to take inventory of who we're surrounding ourselves with, because the words, as you just demonstrated, that they, they are so powerful. They do matter. They help us leap. They help us grow. And the other thing, Jessica, I just have to ask you, you know, so many people, they think about this assistant idea um, and as being this um, just a luxury. I mean, is there anything you want to say about that? Because I know for especially women, you know, a lot of us think we, oh, we should just, I'll just work harder and faster and smarter. And I don't, I shouldn't need help or I can't afford uh, an assistant. Um, can you break that myth for us? Yes, because I can say you can't afford not to have an assistant. So when I started this um, business, we were living on one income for quite a while, almost two years that I had taken that hiatus. And um, with a bit, you know, on, on a tight shoestring, right? To the point where I was, um, I mean, we were uncomfortable, we were very blessed, but I was also making like really savvy, I felt like decisions with our family income. So my daughter, who's seven, who has probably more than 10 children should have, I would take her things to, um, 
a place that would trade them for cash. And then I would use that money to rebuy whatever it is she needed. So it was an equal swap. So there was no money coming out of our account for these things as she needed them, including Christmas. Like last year, my Christmas, um, my Christmas brag was I totally didn't do it this Christmas. <laughs> Our lives have completely turned back around and we're differently. Um, but um, last Christmas, we didn't spend a single penny out of family. It all came from her old clothes and toys to get new clothes and toys. <laughs> like it was yeah. even break. I felt so proud of that. <laughs> it's amazing what you can. You can do if you want to. So what I have to say to those people are you are holding yourself back from getting just to the summit of your hill and on the other side when you make an excuse to say you can't because I have to tell you there is something you can sell on Facebook there is something you can there is some way for you to not lose food or not pay your bills to make the assist happen even for just um independent contractor freelance work by project and always so when you get started here's my advice um uh Sign them up as an independent contractor. $10 an hour is very fair and very acceptable to someone who's going to do office assistant work for you. It can be from their home and it can be local. Like I have someone who does work for me from home some, but she also comes to my office because she's only 20 minutes away. Right. Which is nice sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, To have a meet. And I pay her through PayPal and um, we have an independent contractor agreement and so I'm not, she's not an employee yet because I'm not there yet. That's going to be um, next year for sure. I'll, I'll definitely growing a staff. But for now, that's how I started. And what I started was based on project. And I did it based on project. I knew I was going to make income. So if I was billing a client hourly for work, I knew I could bill her hourly. And then I was, uh, my hourly rate is one rate, right? And then her hourly was another rate. It able, It enabled me to multiply my uh, income factor substantially because there's still only one me. And there, one of the things I do as a consultant, especially in sales, when I get into a company is I help them immediately identify what are your salespeople doing that only they can do. And what are they doing that we can have someone else do? Right. The gift of sales is a, that, that uh, talent, there's a, some level of gift there. It's a unique person that, finds happiness and joy in that kind of position. I'm not going to say not everyone. Everyone can learn a sales skill. Anyone can be a salesperson who decides they want to be and they learn the skills. But the majority of people don't want to. Right. They don't don't get the joy. They don't get the rush. They don't get the... And so when you have, as a company, and you have talented salespeople, they should only be doing the sales part that they can do well. Because your income as a company will triple and sometimes quadruple when you start to outsource that busy work that that hurts the brain of us, most salespeople's personalities. So you're in that industry, right, where you're analyzing where people will thrive and do their best and what job positions are, are in careers are best suited for them from a psychology standpoint. Well, I'm, I'm going in there shaking up the house saying, you're, you're messing with your biggest asset. Let's, let's let them thrive and, and do what they do best and take out of their hands the things that, that clog them up and, and monk up, gunk up the gears so that you guys can really fly in the sales department because then that means your year will be stellar, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to put a call to action out there, you know, for our 
individuals listening to this that are thinking about whether it's starting a business or growing a business, um, just what can you let go of, right? And that's part of the third L of the layers. Um, there's things sometimes to move forward. They may be things in our in our head, things that we tell ourselves. They may be actual physical things like work that we shouldn't be doing, that we should be letting go, that others can do and replacing. So um, I think that's just an amazing gift that we can give ourselves is to say, you know what? Let me focus on what I do best and that brings me the most joy and let go or get help with the with the other things. So to move to this. And I would say really quickly. In sure. Small steps, so twice a month, have someone do the cleaning or once a month. And what would um, 20 or 30 hours cost you in a month? That's $300. So maybe you start with 10 hours. Get 10 hours of work done for you and your clients. That's a hundred bucks. I mean, really, there's something in your garage you can sell on Facebook yard sale for a hundred bucks. Right. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I mean, seriously, that is how I made the increments, the steps to get to this point where, wow, then I was able to, it was no problem. I was able to hire content writers and website designers. And all of a sudden I'm hiring this team because the first person that I made that push with was helping me bring in so much more income because I was able to focus and outsource these other projects that were taking far too much of my time. You know, so the cost is more, I say, the other way. That so go sell, go sell some of your children's toys is the message. Oh my God, we have so much stuff. And I, you know, and that's, it's so true. So if you want it, um, you yes. will find yeah. a way. And so Jessica, now that you are, I know you're not done. You are literally just getting started. But, you know, now kind of looking at um, the L of uh, saying land, right? And we are never done. And you shift back. We all shift back and forth through these L's. They're not linear. I mean, you can, you know, hit that layer as you're leveling up again. I mean, it's it's all sort of um, a fluid process, but but it seems like you are. You're a year and a half, um, if I'm right, like after you know, kind of embracing the scream of towards you. How how does it how does it feel? I mean, do you do you think about going back and working for a company? Like, how do you oh, feel? Never, never ever. I love what I do. I am in my space of joy, and I see possibilities and ways that I can make a global impact that excite me. And pe more exciting than that is uh, knowing that uh, some of the stuff I've done already is helping lives that I'll, of people I'll never get to meet, which that's really cool to me, you know, until maybe after the fact, right. Till, till the next stage of whatever life brings us when, when we, our bodies pass. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that's uh that's really cool. So no, I'm never, I'll, I'll never go back. And the clients I have, I'm so blessed to have their such a joy. And several of them are in multiple states and have over a thousand employees. And, and then down to the person where I'm individually helping uh, the artist in California connect to nonprofits and, and achieve their dream of doing art as their full-time goal. I mean, I have all types uh, and I've already had several speaking opportunities. So I spoke at the conference the year before for the conference you spoke at. And then this past August, I spoke in Nashville. And in uh, February, I get to, I'm the keynote for 800 women business owners in Den Denver, Colorado. And so, yeah, no, I can never see. Um, it's just uh, so affirming. I mean, it's like almost when you, when you are in that, in that zone, you know, it's things just almost 
speed up. And I always describe it. It's almost like a river. I don't know if you have an analogy or if this one works for you, but when you're in that flow where you find yourself and I I can hear it in your voice, this joy, you're doing the right work. It almost, it almost carries you. Yes, we have to work and we have to work hard, but it's this, Uh it, it doesn't feel as hard. It just sort of carries us, draws us along. And you know, what, what is your message then? Because I know there's so many people out there that maybe they're in that pain place that you were of feeling bruised or they've lost their job or they just don't have the joy in it anymore. Or they're, 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 they're not sure where to go next now that, which is sort of the, the sixth L of learn, you know, looking back on this process, what would you say to yourself, you know, when you were in that dark space now, or what have you learned? What message would you give to others who are, want to be where you are now, right? You are living a life on your terms. Like what is your message to them? I say to, to pause sometimes in it and, and, and be in it. And I think that really helped me. So during that time when I was Jonah in the whale, I, um, I want to tell you my screensaver on my computer is the big ocean and just the tail of a whale flipping out. <laughs> I just got chills. I just that got chills reminds, from that. That reminds me uh, to stay on my joyful journey. But I, um, but there was some, some wonderful things that happened there. Um, I took the time to journal and work on myself and, and to heal. Um, and for me, a lot of that was meditation and prayer and journaling, but also, um, I read, uh, recently the power of focus and the millionaire course and getting to yes with yourself. And I've read, um, oh, so many that are really wonderful. The five lessons I learned from a millionaire, like all these different things. And I know that millionaire sounds like it's the, the driving course. Really? Those are about those, um, those books by the millionaire course by Mark Allen really badly titled because it's not about being a millionaire at all. It's about, um, listening and finding that thing that makes your, your heart sing and, and the journey he took as a, he's a millionaire now that's a, owns a publishing company. Right. It's a byproduct, but right. And that's what, that's what this, this, this show, I was just inspired to do it because there is so much talk about the financial part of our lives. But when I listen to you and I'd love to know your definition, our lives are bigger than our job or our finances, or it's a, it's about this. I just, I define it as living in alignment, right. With all of those things, your, your purpose, your passions and your values. But like when you look at your life. I mean, and you are living on your terms. Like, how do you, how do you define that in your words? Uh, you know, I think that it comes down to changing our minds about what life is because this is a silly example, but we were sitting, um, you were at the, the luncheon with me for women to women. And there was a woman at the table and she said, I never want anything when I draw. I, I've never won. I said, so So you're choosing that because you spoke that out loud. I said, I'm going to say to you that you're going to be the first one to win. You're absolutely going to win. And so now you say it too, I told her. And she did. And guess what? First drawing, she won. So Are you kidding me? No, I am not kidding you. And she would testify to that. She (laughs) (laughs) testified. We the whole entire table. His mouth fell open because we had this out loud conversation in front of everyone. And bam, just like that. And so I'm saying, I believe that 
we choose. We, we choose our situations and we, we choose how we react to things others do that we can't control. Like when I, the different things happened with me and the companies I was with. And when I looked back, because I was actually a little angry at God during my healing process. And I said, why? Why? I pray before I do anything. And I had peace about going to these three companies in a row. And three times in a row, it was not a good situation or place for me. And I asked him, why? Why would you give me that peace that I know had to be from you? And his answer to me was that in those three situations, I pushed myself, because that's what I do when I do something new, to learn and stretch and grow and do things I had never done before. And I made such amazing connections and friendships and and professional connections that I'm still in communication with today. And that was why he sent me Exactly. And when we're in that place, we can't see it always. I could not. I could not and did not want to. And I wasn't even ready to really completely have the conversation with them. So I did a lot of work on myself during that time. And I'd say if you're stuck and you're listening and you're in that place, then take some time and really work on you because we are, uh, as business owners, we are the kind of customer that we will attract. So when we employ other companies and things, if we're a good pay, if we're honest, if we're quick, then guess what kind of customers we're going to get? Yeah. We're going to get customers that, that pay us well, that appreciate our services, that work with us. You know, if we're cranky and, and difficult to be with, we're going to attract some cranky and difficult to work with clients. So I'd say when we work on ourselves, we are, uh, we begin to be who we attract to our lives. Um, and I'm very, and that's, that's the, my other soapbox on LinkedIn. You said we are the sum, the percentage of the sum of the people we surround ourselves. I, I constantly have people telling me, well, I don't know that person, so I can't connect with them. Let me just tell you, Jim Stangle, the global, past global marketing uh, executive, global marketing executive for Procter & Gamble, you know, you heard of him, right? <laughs> He wrote this book called Grow, and mm-hmm. I was over the moon. I listened to it via audio 10 times. I bought the hard copy. It just speaks to It really spoke to me. It was about a case study on the 50 greatest companies on the globe and what made them great and dissecting it down to their onboarding process, to their culture, to their connection, to the cause marketing and the community that I talk about. It was fantastic. I reached out to him via LinkedIn. He connected with me. I emailed him. We had a phone conference. You can talk to anyone. No one is out of your reach. If you have an author you love or a fam- someone famous that you really are inspired by, you can touch just about anyone with our world of social media if it's for good, you know? Well, and it goes to what you just said, that woman at the table, yes. believing that it can. Oh, that person would never connect with me. So you, oh. you just said so many juicy things, Jessica. <laughs> just to like quickly recap on a couple of them. I mean, I love what you said when I asked you the lesson learned from that place. And you said kind of pausing, giving yourself time, going you know introspectively, because I think sometimes are natural. And again, you know, I hate to just pick on, pick on women, but uh, women and men do this. We, it, uh, sometimes our natural reaction is just to go, go, go. Something, something happens and it's, oh my God, I've, I've got to go get that other job or I've got to do this or I've got to do that. And we're af- afraid, we're fearful of the space. We're fearful of the quiet and we feel like we have to be doing something. And what you just said, you know, I've interviewed dozens of people for the show and that's one of the common threads they've said is, is creating space 
pausing, becoming still sometimes is the, is the best thing we can do. Um, journaling, vision board. I mean, just taking that, that little bit of breather uh, before rushing to the next thing. And so I'm so appreciative that, that you highlighted that. And um, let me ask you this. I mean, we've heard some about where you go from here, but when you think of the seventh L is, is leveling up, you talked about global. I think you already are global, but what, what is leveling up? What is next for, for Jessica? Cause I know <laughs> there's so much more. Global reach is on my vision board right next to me, to the right of me. I can, I'm staring at last year's vision board and I've already booked my weekend for the next vision board, <laughs> but I'm going to start doing this um, more detailed than vision board, um, dissecting it into an actual action plan book where I take each piece of my life because uh, my vision board is divided in sections based on priority for me. And then I'm going to take each piece of that and look at the goal list for that and then teach each one of those goals will have its own page and it'll be broken down into action items and checklists that are assigned a timeline. So I am going to, so my word for this year, I've, I've also chosen a word. So I know some people do that, um, but mine is action mm-hmm. because uh, that is going to get me to all the, and this action plan is and the vision board is great and it's the start. And I have to tell you three fourths of it. I, I've accomplished. Um, there are more things to do, but there's always something else to do. But the next uh, big step for me, um, I have already had preliminary conversations with universities in Australia about my training program. And my big level up is finally launching this online learning course that's college quality um, for the different topics that I cover and support because, you know, there's only one of me and I want to touch as many lives as I can and support as many businesses and help them. And they're all in different stages. You know, some of them have the resources to work with me one-on-one and others really just need the information and want to run with it um, and and, and have a bit of a smaller budget. So I want to kind of try to meet the need. And all of those courses, by the way, will be connected to a cause um, and have some support for something in the community. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I keep myself grounded because as the blessings grow, you can, it's re- really easy for your health, head to swell out, you know, <laughs> but, but, but your vessel, your vessel will grow. <laughs> as you. I don't want my big head to blow up. Right. <laughs> just the, yeah, just the vessel expanding. And I, you know, I'm just, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face right now because, and I so appreciate you being just so transparent um, and so honest about your journey because I think it's so easy for people to look at others and look at you where you are now and think, oh my gosh, I'm sure she just, you know, has always felt, looked, you know, super successful, has it all together. And we we need to know that um, that there's a journey behind all of our stories and that's that's how we learn and there's some commonalities and there, there, there are some things that we can grasp to move forward. And when I think about you being uh, a couple of years ago, hiding from social media, I mean, how ironic, hiding. <laughs> and now I'm often referred to as the LinkedIn lady. <laughs> yeah, the LinkedIn lady. I mean, I mean, you, you know, I was like, what, what an amazing transformation and you know, it, it one step in front of the other, but yeah, going from hiding to LinkedIn lady global. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, 
I'm absolutely thrilled for you. And I'm just so, I'm so inspired by, by your story. Well, thank you. And you have, and as your listeners, I know already know, have an amazing story and are also an inspiration. So I'm um, genuinely grateful to be here with you and, and sharing in this great conversation. So thank you so much, Gwen. Jessica, thank you so much. And I want to give you a chance, you know, if people want to find out more about what you do, um, if you have something you want to share with them, where, where is the best? I'm assuming LinkedIn is one of the places to find you, but where do you want to direct the listeners um, to connect with you or learn more about what you have to offer? So they absolutely can email me. Uh, my email is pretty simple. It's jessica at jessicalkoch.com. And then I have a website, which is jessicaalkosh.com. That is currently under uh, construction. However, hopefully by the time they listen to this or the new year rolls around, uh, the web designer and I will have some of this finished and some of these programs will begin to be launching. So um, that is, that's on the calendar. That is the strategy and the plan. Fabulous. <laughs> but I also believe in enjoying the journey and not um, getting too caught up when you have to move up deadlines and reschedule things because it's part of the journey, part of the process. (laughs) It is. And it's all about balance. Well, you've had an amazing, amazing journey and so appreciate you sharing it with us today. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. And I did want to offer your listeners a gift. So I'll be sending you a link and if they reach out to me via that link, then they'll receive, um, an overview checklist that will help support them to have a really strong LinkedIn profile. Um, so please uh, feel free to share that with you as my gift. Oh, thank you for that gift. I, I know we all, it, it can be so overwhelming and you are such a great teacher instructor. You break all of these things down related to social media in just an easy, understandable way. So we will definitely get that out. And thank you for being so generous with that. So appreciate your time today, Jessica. Thank you so much, Gwen. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Life on Your Terms. I hope you'll follow me on LinkedIn, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and visit the website loytinnercompass.com. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about where you are on your journey in the 7L framework and have a dialogue. So reach out. And in the meantime, I hope you have the courage to live life 